Hello, everybody. Welcome to Work the World. Not Work the World. But I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of One for the Table. <laughs> I'm John Kahn. And I'm Kim Chi. Uh, and we are live from Los Angeles. Yes. Here at the House of Kim Chi. This episode was brought to you by Kim Chi's snacks, of which I've eaten like half of them already. I know. And since he walked into the door, he saw like a snack and then he like went after it. Just it went right into these mm-hmm. bag of peanut M&Ms and protein potato chips. I took screenshots of like the way that John is laying on my couch eating the snacks while is, the snacks piled high on his chest. This is so good. I will post it on our podcast Instagram when this goes live. <laughs> so follow us on our podcast Instagram at one for the table. That's number one for the table. Hey, don't you for dare. that exclusive content, honey. No, don't, you do, <laughs> don't do that. I'm so relaxed right now. I should record podcasts like this from now on. Actually, no, the, it's really funny. Your couch is just so comfortable. I know. Today, one interesting thing I ate. I'm just gonna take the reins of this. Uh, we went to another taco place because my boyfriend is here in town with me, and he had never had LA tacos. I won't lie. Um, I didn't think he was enthusiastic enough in his response to like how good the tacos were. So he hated it. I don't think he did. I just think, well, he did actually comment like the uh, tortillas was like nothing that he's ever had before in the hotel. But he wasn't like, that was the best thing I've ever had. Yeah. Which admittedly, like he didn't have the same taco that I had, which was the tripe one. Those were, I, those were hands down their best taco. And mm-hmm. absolutely delicious. And I also think Al Pastor is just, uh, not Al Pastor, Al Pastor is fucking delicious too. But I don't think Asada tacos are like the best kind of tacos, to be quite honest. You know, I agree with you. And I feel like Asada and Pollo is like a def- default option for like a lot of people. Yeah. Like to just order Asada taco without even thinking about it. Yeah. But I feel like Al Pastor has more flavor. Yeah. And if I'm getting beef, I want Capeza. Right. Which is like beef head and it's like pulled and shredded and it's like so Ooh, tender and meaty and delicious. It's really good. Like I will always take cabeza over asada. Yeah. Agreed. I think and he had the asada tacos and I think he had the al pastor. What was the other thing that he had? I forgot. The sandwich. Malita. The malita. Yeah. I'm sure that was really good though. It looked really good. Yeah. yeah. Hold on one second. Your dog's eating something again. Butter. He literally just had dinner. Butter. Catch a moss. I don't know, but I pulled it out of his mouth and it was like in my hand. Oh god, don't cuddle me. Don't touch me right now. Oh, he's so cute though. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's sitting here like, love me, please. Okay, fine. Come here. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so anyways, before anyways, that was that. <laughs> this is the most chaotic episode. <laughs> It was your idea to um, film this at my house. I so. know. I know. I know. And we also had, um, you know, it's like one of those taco stands where they have like a salsa and all the condiments like laid out for you. And we both got the habanero salsa on our oh tacos. 
Yes. And I love habanero. I love the flavor of habanero. But when I tell you that this is the spiciest habanero salsa that I've ever had in my lifetime. It was seriously wild. Like, immediately. But John and I both ate our, like, habanero taco at the same time. Yes. And it was so spicy. No matter how much horchata we drank, it was, like, not calming down. And I was, like, literally, like, sweating. Like, I felt high because it was so spicy. It was, it was, like, just unrelated immediate and like unrelentless like it was just it was just so pain it was painful like it wasn't just spicy it was just like i don't know and i think i would have been sweating too if i wasn't wearing like a sweater tank top yeah john was like ooh, la's so cold i'm gonna dress all warm before i come out yeah then he shows up in like a sleeveless vest it was and a I was knit like, oh, vest. whatever happened to dressing knit. warm? It was an it was autumn wear. It's like it was like a sheer knit. It was not. It was it was a cable knit. It was like a sheer cable knit. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it was cute. But I got changed again. It's it's straight up just colder here than it is in Michigan right now. Yeah, LA sweater has been really weird. It's been cloudy and cold. I don't know what's happening. Mm, well. So happy to be here. You sound very happy to be here. <laughs> uh, so wait, uh, what are the things that I've been wanting to talk about? Like, okay, so this is um, <sighs> this is how I'm feeling today. Okay, <laughs> wake up in the morning, made my coffee, and then I was sipping my coffee, looking out the window, hoping for a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. I was scrolling through my Instagram and this account, um, Next Shark, which posts like a lot of like Asian American news. Uh, they posted a um, news about this chef from TikTok um, opening up her own restaurant. Um, she's quite famous on TikTok. Her name is Quaida oh, Bay. I know exactly. Yes, yes. And she like makes a lot of like Vietnamese recipes and things like that. Um, and I've been to like her. Like pop up things and the food she makes is honestly great. You know, it's not your like, you know, she takes like average, not average. Um, she takes like your like Vietnamese dishes and then she like presents them in like an elevated way, which like you know I'm all for. So, anyways, this article is talking about how she's opening up a new restaurant like in Hollywood area. An average price for like per, per it's going to be like seventy five dollars a person, which like um. If you're going to like a regular fine dining, or if you're like dining in LA in general, yeah. you know, that's like normal, right? Yeah, yeah. But then all the comments um, were people like upset about like the pricing. Why? And it was like mostly like all Asian people too, saying like, oh, like I'll like never pay like $75 for Asian food or like, you know, that's like so expensive. And in my head, first of all, like, clearly, like, this food is not meant for you. Right. Because you don't see, like, the value of paying, like, money for, like, a fine dining experience. And and I feel like, and again, I understand that everybody has the budget. But then also, like, if it's not your thing, you don't, no one is forcing you to go. No yeah, one is forcing anyone to, like, I eat anywhere that they don't want to. Any one of those people would pay that exact amount of money for like an omakase 
lunch, mm-hmm. not even dinner. $75 is like an omakase lunch at a fancy Japanese restaurant. Or even like brunch. Yeah. At like a, and they wouldn't and blip- it just makes me so mad because I feel like doing stuff like that is like what's keeping like our Asian cuisine from like being able to go to the next level. Yeah. Like when like an American chef takes like, I don't know, like a chicken pot pie and he like quote unquote like elevates it and like serves in like a fine dining way, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, here's my deconstructed chicken pot pie with like sous vide chicken and like puff pastry. I don't know, whatever, you know? Yeah. And people have like, people don't even think twice about like paying whatever is being asked to do. But if it's Asian cuisine, like heaven forbid, they want to charge the price where the chef thinks it's worse. And like the messed up thing is like it's other Asian people who are talking about this. And it's like, you know exactly how much work goes into that food. Even like traditional Vietnamese cuisine, like even just regular plain old pho is so labor intensive and so difficult. It's harder to make than a lot of Japanese broths, but people like refuse to pay a huge amount of, or or not a proper, an appropriate amount of money for the amount of work that goes into it because they think it's like an, uh, it's like a low Asian cuisine because of where it is probably because it's Vietnamese. Like their labor isn't as, as worthy as that of like, a Chinese or a Japanese or a French person, which is complete bullshit. And so for a person to even like express themselves through this cuisine creatively, $75 is not that much money for this, this part of town. Absolutely. And I want, I would like to see more like Asian cuisines, like being elevated, like to this level. Yeah. You know, like we already have so many restaurants that are like mom and pop shops that are like, affordable price you know sometimes you want a nice experience of something you know yeah and that there and they actually there are places that are you have like ennaka that is here in california you have Adamix in um new york uh the james beard award for the midwest in chicago is a filipino a restaurant i forgot the name of it but they just won that one so like mm-hmm. we have amazing like world-class cuisine and it's that is coming up. Um, it's just really sad to see like so many people from like it do be it, basically it do be your own people sometimes. Like just the cost like, coming from like inside the house because you know? they have a belief like they 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 so firmly believe that the cuisine has to be a certain way for it to be real when it's not true at all. And also like that kind of mindset like also makes it seem like you know. Asian food will always be the cheaper food. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's for the same reason why, like, ravioli, which is, like, essentially dumpling, you know? Like, a ravioli, like, does not even, like, filled all the way. Mm-hmm. That is, like, homemade can be, like, 20 bucks for a five-piece. Yeah. While dumpling, it can be completely homemade, like, homemade shells, homemade filling, jam-packed with meat. And it has to be sold for, like, I don't know, like, a dozen for, like, eight dollars. Yeah. Ugh, that's you know ugh, so annoying. And I'm not saying like everyone should like charge like up in arms for like for their food, but I just think like you don't need to be like going like leaving comments like seventy five dollars right. like that is insane. Again, no one is forcing you to eat at these places. Even like Dave Cheng said long, long time ago that like Asians should be charging full price uh mm-hmm. for their food and their labor. And it's just something that people are only starting to do. But 
people are not quite honest. Like I don't read Next Shark all that much anymore because their comment base just tends to be just all around so toxic. Completely. And also, um, that brings to my next point. Do you feel like there's like a different like classism between like different Asian cuisine? One hundred percent. Yes, there is. Like when it comes to Japanese, people like don't bet on eye and how much like the food is. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like people treat like Korean food as like the next tier. Mm-hmm. You like they'll pay like money for like a nice key barbecue or you know, like, um, or whatever. But then when it comes to like a lot of like Southeast Asian food, yeah. you know, I feel like people just expect to be like cheap and like huge portions all the time. And like to be quite honest, like I think Southeast Asian food is like the best. <laughs> Honestly, I think South Asian also like I mean, there's so much variety. When it comes to variety, but also and like flavor, the flavors of the Southeast, yeah, it's like so pungent so and like so bright, good. so vivid. Like every one of it, and it's not even like it's not even good as in like just comforting good. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's not like comforting in the sense that like just pizza would be. Like it is the entire gamut. It is everything from like fantastic fried chicken to good curry to like amazing like use of herbs and salads and bread and stuff like there's so like i'm not trying to i'm not gonna you know i might be wrong to lump it all in one as if it were just one cuisine but like the whole region of like southeast asia in general has so much variety and like every single country in there has like Forget it, like Thailand, Vietnam, Singapore, Indonesia, Malaysia. Like, they all have such good food. And as a person who likes strong flavors, who likes spiciness, mm-hmm. who likes sweet, like, they have something to offer everyone, like, but to the extreme, which I love so much. Yes, you could get, like, something completely safe. Yeah. Um, to something, like, really far out there and, like, super, super, like, pungent, you know? Yeah, and like, I know there's like, like flavors for like all wide range of people in yeah. Southeast Asian cuisine. And funny, like we mentioned about getting, we almost got Thai food today. And I, when I told you like I haven't had had Thai in over ten years, now I can't stop thinking about how much I want a, just a pad Thai. You know, like a good pad Thai slap. You know, it's so hard. You know, I feel so like hard. it's such like um, people consider it such like a basic bitch cuisine nowadays, but. Yeah. Every now and then, uh, just you know, like the classic of fit. lime, you get a whole bunch of peanuts in there, and mm-hmm. it's so good. And also, like, especially when they make it fish sauce, you know, mm, so it has yes. that, yes, that like the briny, like that, but it's just like a subtle like hang that comes afterwards, you know. Yeah, and especially if they give it to you with a juicy lime. Mm. When they serve pad thai with like a dry lime, it makes me mad. Like <laughs> any restaurant that serves like dry lime, any kind of any cuisine, any cuisine where it's like, like whether it be Thai or or Mexican, like mm-hmm. if you're if you're giving us like a, a tin foil wrapped dried out lime with the food that we're supposed to try to squeeze into it, like that's that's upsetting. But then also like. When you squeeze that lime over and it's like a juicy one, you're like, oh my God, this place is legit. Yes. You know, I feel like it's like a very telling of like how much they care about the food they're serving. But if the lime is dry, like my expectations will be low. 
Um, same with like Korean cuisine too. You know, like if like a Korean chef wanted to like elevate Korean cuisine and I don't know present like bibimbap in like a new way. You know, like I'm not gonna be mad about it. I'm not gonna be like, oh, bibimbap was supposed to be served like this way and this way. I feel like, you know, a lot of chefs are working hard on like finding like new ways to serve like traditional. Yeah, and also finding like new ways to like reinvent. In New York, there are quite a few. Korean restaurants like that, and they're all really good. There is, uh, I think, there's Kochi in Hell's Kitchen, um, mm-hmm. Jua. I don't remember where Jua is. I think Jua is downtown. And then there's Adamix, which I have not eaten it yet. But they also, I think they won. Adamix won a James Beard for Best in New York. Oh, work. Yeah, and it's Korean. Korean cuisine. Yeah. See, that makes me really happy. Yeah, we should go. We should go. There yeah, let's do it. New York. Like, and this is how we, like, move forward with our cuisine, too, you know? Like, we can't just be stuck on these, like, K-barbecue and bibimbap for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know? And the classic is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, this the traditional ways. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if there are people that wants to, like, reinvent the wheel, let them. Whether you want to spend that money or not, it's up to you. Yeah. But don't shit on people that's trying hard to, do like, make something happen, right. you know? What were some of these comments that got you real riled up? I mean, like, I was just thinking, like, if I was a chef and if I was opening a restaurant and there are people from my own community saying, like, oh, it's too expensive. I'm pretty sure she's, like, mm-hmm. not, like, this, like, money-hungry monster who's going to be, like, <laughs> I'm going to, like, suck the money dry from, like, all these, like, idiots, you know? Yeah, because, like... Like, it's... she's, like, a chef with a dream and she wants to present her, like, Vietnamese food in her way. Um... You know, and if just you really like, think about it, nobody's getting rich off of $75 a person. If anything, you're just getting good ingredients and you're probably paying your staff right. Exactly. Like, that's all you're doing for, for that much. Because I don't imagine it's going to be a very big restaurant. It's these 90 people, that's, is what the article said. Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, see? So when that restaurant opens, I will gladly like be going. I will go with you. Yes, and I'm more than happy to pay whatever she's requesting. You know, like, I don't know her personally, but, you know, mm-hmm. like, I support, like, what she's doing, and I support, like, young new chefs, and, you know, and if I like the food, I'll go back there, and if I don't, you know, I move on. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not gonna, like, be online, like, wasting my time, like, too expensive! Like, no, sit the fuck down. Anyways, Yeah. That's just how I felt this morning. I had a lot of feelings about this, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any feelings um, that you want (laughs) to unload? Well, I was looking at TikTok one day, and um, I noticed that there was like, you know, normally I don't really care about, you know, creators copying creators, but this one's food specific. And this one was just like so egregious. And it isn't even like my lane. So it was this. So you know the content creator. We can't name names because that that would just be like. No, let's name names. No, let's call them out. No, we're not gonna name names. But you know, the, like one of the first creator who did like sexy food, like female gaze food. Like he starts like he starts every video by like of him cleaning the kitchen. Oh, Cedric. Yo, cool. No, no, we're not calling him out. Okay, we're not he's calling him. No, no, no. He's the because he's the OG. Well, there's this like yeah. other guy now who's like just straight up like copying him scene for scene, 
like act for act and i'm not like friends with cedric or anything like we follow each other but like we don't talk to each other or anything like that but i just like think it's it's just so it's just like so obviously plagiarized off of his stuff that like everything shot like from the way that shot from the music that he chooses from the things that he's doing to the food are just like a complete carbon copy of what Cedric is doing. And I'm just like, God, can you just like have your own idea? Because the way that this other guy does it seems so much more desperate and sad because it's not even his idea. I just think it's, it's super annoying as, as a creative person to just watch someone rip you off like that and kind of like get away with it, even though it's not as good. And this is that thing about like, you know, like intellectual property. Yeah. You know, when you create a formula that works and if people are responding well to it, like it creates a ton of copycats, but then you as a creator can't call out these copycats because then the followers of those copycats are going to be like, you don't own a style. You're gatekeeping like this style. Like you didn't invent the wheel. Everything has been done before. But like in reality... It's clear that this person copied the other person. Right. And for you not even to give credit to like where you got the idea from, even though you're just ripping the guy off, then like, honestly, like it's such a poor reflection of, on somebody who would just so willingly do something like that, where it's just like, it's a turnoff. Like, I don't care how sexy you look like cooking your food. I know it's just a fake and that you're just a desperate fake as well. And the thing is, like, this person hasn't been making content for that long. So you could scroll, like, right to the beginning of his timeline and see, like, the day where he decided to stop doing what he was originally doing and start copying this other guy. So it's, like, just really, really obvious where it's like, oh, he found his page one day, saw that it was working, and just decided to do the exact same thing. Yeah, that's upsetting. It is just... Yeah. Like it's part of like that's part of like the TikTok culture too, you know? Like it is. when like something goes viral, then you see everybody doing the same exact trend, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So and I don't necessarily I don't know. I don't know if it's like I guess the thing that bothers me the most about it is that he is only copying him and not adding anything else to it mm-hmm. of his own, where it's like it's it's like even when you're trying to do a TikTok trend, you're either doing it for fun or you're doing it and adding your own little spin to it or adding your own personality to it. And that's what kind of like makes TikTok trends magical. But this person isn't trying to do anything with that. He's like just trying to get famous. And I think that's why it's gross to me. So for the listeners um, that have no idea what we're talking about, so Cedric Lorenzen, I think is his name. Yes. Is a chef. Um and he's like I think he's mostly does pastries. Yes. But like when he like does pastries or when he makes them, he makes them in a very like pornographic and suggestive way. You know, where like he'll like finger the mousse and then like lick it off. Or he's cleaning the sink and then he'll spit into the sink when he's kneading the dough. He's like slapping it, spanking it. So it's done in like a very sexy way. Very, like fifty shades of food. Yeah, and this chef, like, who's copying him is clearly doing the same thing, like, almost, like, shot by shot, you know? Yeah. 
So and like it's not even like my kind of content, but like I can appreciate what when something works and I can respect when something works. So it's like, okay, great. And then I can also like respect a creative person's process enough that like if somebody's ripping it off so egregiously and it's just like okay i see this too and this part is kind of wrong so yeah i know there's nothing in the law that protects and i don't even think anyone should go as far as to like you know do anything legally it's just like i think that people should call it out when they see it at the very least it's the same thing with um drag community too like, when there's, like, a popular drag queen, especially, like, one that's been on Drag Race every season, there's at least, like, one queen that, like, everybody copies. Or, like, my season, it was Naomi. The season after mine, it was, like, Valentina. Mm. But a lot of the queens would just straight up, like, send screenshots of, like, these queens, like, to the designers and, like, wig stylists and get the exact same stuff made and, like, the exact same color. And when you look at them from, like, head to toe, you could obviously tell, like, who they copied off of. But obviously, they never look as good as the original. Mm-hmm. And when people call them out, they're always like, oh, I never saw that. You know, and they're always like in denial about like where they get their inspiration from, like when it's clear. Mm-hmm. And of course, and if any queens try to call it out, then it's like, like, you don't own this style. It's the same thing, you know? It's just like so, I don't know. I understand like, um, creating look is not everyone's like forte, you know. But I don't know if like copy, you know, it's one thing if you're like a baby queen just starting out, and then you're trying to like replicate someone's makeup, like to tr- learn it. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But if you copy someone else's style from like head to toe, there's like a better version of it already exists. Yeah, like you're not an artist to me. You're just an imposter. Yeah, exactly. You know, that that's 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 kind of like that. That's it. Like it's. When you're when you're literally just being a carbon copy off of somebody else's work, it's like there's no artistry there. It's just like a fake. And at that point, like, what are you doing this for? Are you doing this to get famous? You know? Well, that's definitely what that other person was doing it for, and that's why I think it was so dirty. Crazy, like um, the lengths that people go to try to become famous, yeah. right? And the thing is, like, it's so it's not even all that hard. To be famous these days. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be famous and make money off of it. A lot of people just assume that being famous means that you have money. And that's not true. No. There's a lot of broke famous people. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Famous is a weird thing. After like living in LA and like coming across so many people like whose goal in life is to become famous. Like, I feel a little bit, like, jaded, you know? Yeah. Like, and I think that's why, like, all my friends are, like, <laughs> people with, like, normal jobs. Yeah. You know, I mean, that lives, like, a normal life. A lot of, I mean, fame is such just, like, an easy thing for a lot of people to assume that will fix all their problems when really all they needed was, like, love from their parents or therapy. Mm-hmm. But it is like so like so draining to like have conversation with some of these like people that are like trying to be famous because then all they talk about is like I mean it's like a st- LA stereotype that we joke about but like I've actually been in like conversations like this where like all people talk about is like their Instagram count and like the algorithm 
and like brand sponsorships and like where they're going to get the next sponsorships and like how to get like you know more like follower count you know it's just mm-hmm. like why do you care why do you you know just live your life and just put out the work and if people like it they'll like it and if they don't they don't you know yeah i've heard at some of these like these influencer parties at the houses here like there are a lot of people that just simply won't talk to you until they find out that you have like a certain amount of followers and then like they do their best to like yes use you for clout and it's this is something i experience all the time when when you've got content creators and stuff a lot of us are like pretty unassuming we don't really look like we have massive followings Mm-hmm. all things considered and then and so like you have a lot of people that come to the city who try to social climb and try to make it in that way they look at you they don't think much of you and then they hear something else and they mm-hmm. hear it from someone else of who you are and then all of a sudden they want to be your best friend it's just like ugh. yes oh my god right i away. experienced that firsthand so many times because like i'm not like a conventionally attractive like gay guy Mm. Um, and if people don't know like who I am, you know, like they don't even look at my way, they don't even like start track a conversation. And then all of a sudden they find out who I am and all of a sudden like, oh my god, I love you. And it's like, no, you don't. Gross. You know? And no, we're not gonna be hanging out. (laughs) No, we're not gonna get coffee. Yeah. Wait, let's take a break real quick, because we've gotten into half an hour. We will be right back. And we're back. And just like that, we're back. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but like, I know that people can't see me right now, but I am living for this new position of podcasting. Don't like fully like lazing out. This is so nice. Oh, I love this. I mean, I've been traveling all day, and it's been a rough yes day of travel. So you respect our elders here at one for the table. Okay. You don't have to be so loud or rude or right, but still. So anyways, um, John, the moment you stepped into my house, you basically destroyed all of my snacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you say, like, is like, your favorite snack? <laughs> what a segue into that. Hey, um, so you know how you just came into my house and ate all my food? What kind of food do you like? Yeah. Well... Um, the peanut M and M's were fine. I'm not talking about the snacks that I have here. I'm talking about like, although like those chips were pretty damn good though. So these chips that John had, I think I talked about on my podcast before, but they're oh, called so wild chips. Um, you can get it at Costco, and they're made with chicken breast, egg whites, and chicken bone broth. So it's like basically fully protein. There's 10 grams of protein per serving, but it feels like a potato chip, and this one is like buffalo flavor. So it tastes like a savory buffalo potato chip. Yeah, it almost tastes like a Frank's Red Hot flavored potato yeah. chip. And it was kind really, of addicting really once you like start eating them. Yeah, it's hard to stop. Um, yeah. Anyways, I would say my favorite snack. Ah, oh, man, that's hard. It would have to be okay for salty, chippy type snacks. It would have to be the egg yolk powder fish skin chips. Oh, um, Irvin's? Yes. Yeah. Those are so good. 
And you also like, make like a little like variation where um, it's like salted egg powdered, um, like salmon skin and yeah. things like that. That are all very good. And they're so, so crunchy. Like my mm-hmm. only issue with them is, is that there's not enough in the bag. Yes. And they're rather pricey. They are expensive. And the most of the bag is like air. <laughs> yes. But you, it has to be though, because it has to cushion the chips from being like destroyed because they have to be like those one huge curly bits of fish skin. And they're just so good. Yeah. Oh, when I was so in Singapore, they were selling them all over the place, including like the airport. Yeah. Singapore. Like it's like a lot of people like get them as gifts, so but now you can get them here in the states so and now, easily. Yeah, but they're still expensive because they have to come all the way here from there. Um, yeah, and I say like for sweets, uh, it's hard. <sighs> okay, for sweets, my favorite junky sweet is like Cadbury mini eggs. Oh, I love Cadbury mini eggs. Oh, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's because they're only available around my birthday. But like, it's I don't know. People actually ate those un- unironically. Ah, shut up! They're so good. They're so sweet. It's the candy shell with a little bit of like milk chocolate inside. Oh, it's like a sugar bomb. It's not that bad. It's like just a really satisfying texture, like the the candy shell. And then, like, yes, there's, like, Cadbury chocolate on the inside, which is actually not bad chocolate, I don't think, when it comes to, like, mass market chocolate. I think Cadbury is better than, like, Hershey or whatnot. But, yeah, the Cadbury mini egg makes me believe that, like, if I was born around the time that lead paint was still around, I would have probably eaten lead paint as a kid because oh it it's probably the same texture because lead, lead paint is, like, sweet. That's why kids eat it. Lead tastes sweet. Oh, they actually used to put lead. Romans used to put lead in wine to make it sweeter, and that like some people say, like historians say that that's a huge part of like why the empire fell because they all gave poisoned each other from lead in their wine. But yeah, lead paint probably tastes like Cadbury mini eggshells. I in my mind, and um, I like Cadbury mini eggs. So one of my friends, Sarah Andrews, who was my bitter Betty. Um, she ba- um makes a lot of like southern food on her like TikTok, and one time she was doing um Cadbury egg like deviled egg, where she like takes a bunch of like Cadbury eggs, puts them in half, scoop out the cream on the inside, um mix it with something else, and then like pipes it back into the chocolate. Oh, it looked really good. Yeah, you're talking about the Cadbury eggs, not the mini eggs, though. I'm talking about Cadbury eggs. Yeah, is there a yeah, difference? Yeah. Yeah, there's a difference. Cadbury eggs have the icing on the inside. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Cadbury mini eggs is just chocolate. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could never eat a Cadbury, regular Cadbury. My teeth would fall out. I'm 40. Yeah, that's 40, why I was like, people oh, so sweet. You like Cadbury that? eggs. Yeah, I didn't realize you were talking about like the fully chocolate ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the fully chocolate ones. So though, that's like my favorite junky sweet treat. Um, I guess like, I don't know. I like a salted something, a salted chocolate something or a salted caramel something. Sea salt caramel. Yeah. I just, I just like that counterbalance of like sweet and salty done Mm -hmm. well. It's just like my favorite thing. Even, even if it's like, even if they sneak it in through like peanut butter or something like that, like I'll, I'll still really enjoy it. That's, 
Um, peanut butter and chocolate is such a good combination. It could be like a coconut bar. It could be anything. As just as long as it's balanced out with enough salt, I would love it. Yeah. What about you? Oh, and also, um, really quick. So yeah, enough about me. Back to you. <laughs> We're talking about chocolate. I can't help it. So, and I'm and also because I'm like staring at a a Ferrero Rocher wrapper. That's just like on your bookshelf right now. That's empty. And it made me mm-hmm. think about it. Did you think that those were like just the fanciest things as a kid? Oh my God. Yes. And like, and for some reason, so in high school, you know, like with your friends were like, oh, let's all trade like Christmas gifts. Right. Yeah. And I pride myself in being like able to like get really thoughtful gifts for people. Like I really think about it. And I was trying to remember like, if there's something in the past, like they mentioned that they really wanted, like, and I'll like get those for people, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, for some reason, a lot of these other people would just give me chocolate and call it a day, which I always thought it was like really like disingenuous, <laughs> right, right, or like lazy, and like right. lazy. And it was always like those like Ferrero Rocher chocolates. And don't get me wrong, they're good, but you know, like I wanted a gift that would move me, not like right. Not like a mini pack of Ferrero Rocher. Yeah. It's Ferrero Rocher was one of those things where it's like you saw it in a lot of people's houses, but you also thought it was like the most expensive thing or like the mm-hmm. fanciest thing. Your dog is sleeping next to me right uh, now. But you know what's actually so better than Ferrero Rocher? What? Raffaello's. What? So um if you like ever get like a gift pack of like Ferrero Rocher where they have like the gold one, black ones, and the white one. Yeah. Um, those are the white ones. Oh. And these are made with coconut. Yeah, those are good. And these are actually really, really good. And sometimes, very rarely, you can find, like, just, like, a small box of, like, just Raffaello, like, chocolate. Yeah. Um, and... I know what you're talking about. Those are really good. I'll get them every, like, now and then. Maybe, like, one every other year, because, like, I can rarely find them. But Raffaello's are so good because yeah. the coconut flavor is really subtle, so it doesn't feel lotiony. I like also a lot of coconut like, like the flavored dark thing. ones too. But let me get let me talk just talk about Raffaello. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta interrupt me like that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your dog is like sleeping next to me and is snoring. Can you hear him? I, I see it every day. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I just put the microphone yeah. up against He's him. very cute. He's, he's so cute. I love him so much. Anyways, okay, keep going. No, I'm 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 done here. Oh. Okay. Well, what are your favorite snack foods then? <laughs> I have several. Um mm-hmm. a very like wide range of snacks that I like depending on my mood. So if I'm on tour and if I'm like stuck on like a tour bus or something, um, and we stop at like a gas station, mm. this is what I would reach for. Um I would get peanut MMs. Mm-hmm. You know, sweet and like savory, and a bag of flaming hot Cheetos, nice lime flavored, nice. Um, there is some some magic about flaming hot Cheetos. When someone asks you to describe like the flavor of flaming hot Cheetos, the only way you can describe it is it tastes like flaming hot Cheetos. It is so specifically its own flavor. Yes. Um, and there's nothing else out there just like it. And I really like it. Um, but I, again, I don't eat it too often. And then if I'm in Canada, ketchup flavored Lay's chips. 
which like I still don't understand to this day why America and by America I mean USA like why if you don't have ketchup flavored Lay's here because I feel like it would do really well in the states. Yeah, you very famously like enjoy those ketchup flavored chips. How often do people like when you tour in Canada? How often do people like gift those to you? Oh, they give it to me all the time at meet and greets, and I will gladly consume them, like backstage. <laughs> nice. I don't know. Again, the ketchup flavor, you know, it kind of has like a hint of a ketchup, but it's more tangy than anything else. It is sweet. I remember. I, yeah. I very much remember eating a lot of ketchup flavored chips as a kid. It's like sweet and tangy, and you know, I just really like tomatoes, mm-hmm. and you know, it has like that tomato flavor, which is why I think I like it so much. And but if I'm at a movie theater. I will always go for the Twizzlers because hmm. um, a lot of the snacks, like you can like eat it too fast and then you're kind of like left with nothing. Yeah. But Twizzlers, you can like eat it slowly and a pack of it. You might not even go through the entire pack like while you're watching a movie, you know? Yeah. I can make myself sick with a bu- bucket of popcorn. But like Twizzlers, like will keep my like mouth entertained until the end of the movie. Hmm. And I also really like Red Vines. Aren't they the same thing? No, they taste completely different. Oh, oops. Twizzlers are like a little bit harder and the flavor is more like waxy. Mm-hmm. While Red Vine almost tastes a little bit creamier. And there's like a subtle aftertaste. It's kind of like cinnamony. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And between the Twizzler and Red Vine, I like Red Vines better. But Red Vines are harder to come by than Twizzlers. I like the ones that are more like tangy flavored like the twizzlers that are like raspberry or strawberry flavored like i don't really like the licorice types i like the strawberry like those ones mm. but not like straight up licorice yeah no yeah no and if i'm at home and i know you don't like trader joe's but <laughs> trader joe's has some bomb ass snacks they i will admit that they do. so one of my favorite is like um i think they're called like inca corn or something like that Ooh, they're like yeah. corn nuts, but they're like jumbo corn nuts. Those and they're good. super crunchy. As a snack, they're just very, very satisfying because they're like big and crunchy and, and savory. And they're plainly salted. Yeah. And you, it just tastes like corn. And yeah. I like enjoy the simplicity of it. And you put on black peppers on them once and did I give them like a little like floral note from the black peppers? Did I? You did, yeah. Oh. So I'll do that on occasion just to switch it up. Huh. I don't remember doing that. Mm, you did that. Maybe I did it by accident. And then also Trader Joe's has um like a lot of the snacks at Trader Joe's like come and go, so you can't always like expect it. But occasionally they have um Trader Joe Jojo's, which is like their version of Oreo. Um that is peanut butter. Uh, so between the two like that. chocolate sandwiches, there's like a peanut butter cream and then it's coated in chocolate. I heard Oreo has a cotton candy flavor out right now that's supposedly really good. I don't know about that. I don't like cotton candy. Yeah, I don't really like cotton candy either. One time I was at a food fair and they were serving like cotton candy burrito where they like flatten out cotton candy and they stuff it with like ice cream and candies. And I'm like, oh, that is so much sugar. I've seen that on on TikTok. And I know it looks looks like like sensational for like social media, but like. Oh, the fact that like someone would eat that much sugar, I feel like, oh, it makes oh. Me, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much sugar. And also, um, the very first snack that I've ever had um, when I came back to America from Korea was Junior Mints. 
Junior Mints. Oh, those can be pretty good. And they're also very sweet, so I can't have a lot. But whenever I had to have like one or two pieces, it is like a lovely, like, like a lovely flavor in my mouth because it's like soft and creamy and minty. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Um, my favorite ice cream flavor. Mm. You know, when I was young, I liked all the fun flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, like the weirder the flavor, the better it is. Yeah. Um, but from like an artisanal shop, Salt and Straw has this olive oil flavored ice cream. Oh yeah, I've had that before. That's really specifically theirs is really good. And when I say this is like some of the best ice cream I've ever had, I'm not kidding you. It may sound weird, but when you eat it, you get it. It yeah. actually tastes like an olive oil, but like a really good olive oil. Yeah. Because like a really good olive oil has these like floral notes, mm-hmm. um, followed by like that like rich, like silky, like, you know, sensation afterwards. And this ice cream actually delivers on like what the flavor says it is. Some people put olive oil on vanilla ice cream. Yes, and that's really good too. But it has to be a good olive oil. You it can't just be, be like olive oil the olive oil that's been sitting in your counter for the past year. Yeah. It has to be like good, freshly squeezed, like good olive, extra virgin olive oil. Mm. And also like chili crisp on ice cream is like new trendy or it's been the new trendy thing. I haven't tried it yet. It's really good apparently. Yeah. We should try it and then report yeah. back. I don't have vanilla ice cream. But <laughs> oh, I didn't mean no. I'm too full now. I ate all your M&Ms. Oh. <laughs> and, but when it comes to like a regular flavor of like ice cream, don't think I'm a basic bitch, but sometimes a strawberry really hits. You know what? I, I'm strawberry. I do not think that strawberry is a basic flavor. I think it is very much slept on. It's and, one of those like classic things where if it's yeah, done well, yeah. it is so good. If it's got if it's got like the bits of strawberry inside, so that it's like tangy mm-hmm. and creamy, like it's mm-hmm. like strawberry milk with just a little bit of sourness or And the strawberry has been frozen, brightness. so it's like a little like ice shardy. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, no, I agree. But because I'm a chocolate fiend, I like like moose tracks. <laughs> I like if they could make me like a moose tracks ice cream, but with also like cookie dough and salted brownie, that would be like my ice cream. Do so you like like a super rich, super like decadent like, ice cream? I like a rich, super chocolatey, super salty with bits of cake and chocolates and candy inside. Like I, I love fish food from Ben and Jerry's. Mm. Like that's a good one for me. Um, obviously half baked. Like I love oh, just so much stuff. I like stuff in my ice cream. I think that's where our like tastes differ. Cause like I love like lighter, refreshing ice creams. Like I love like citrus, like fruit, mm-hmm. like those kind of like dreamsicle. Yeah. Ooh, dreamsicles are good too, though. It's just like if I'm eating ice cream, I just like want to relive like my childhood joys and when the things that i liked as a kid was like all of the things inside ice cream and i just love that about it like lemon sorbet mm-hmm. it's like my jam i don't know because i guess like usually when i'm eating like ice cream or sorbet it's after a meal yeah and i want something like 
bright and light to like cleanse my palate. Yeah, that's true. Although, like, I also do like um, I like tea flavored ice creams, mm. like uh, hojicha ice cream, hojicha oolong matcha. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, that's like a whole category of its own. Yeah. Like Asian ice cream is also completely different from like American ice cream. Oh, when we when we like back when we had the um dofu fa ice cream, the mm-hmm. soft serve at that random place, it was so good. Oh, um, have you ever had a Korean soft serve ice cream? No. There's a place called Bumsan in K Town, and they do like Korean soft serve, and I think they only have like six flavors, and one of the flavor, and that's the flavor like I get all the time. It's called True milk. True milk? Yeah. There's no like vanilla or anything. It's just a milky ice cream. It sounds very simple. Yeah. But when you taste it, you get it. Like, it is like simple milk flavored to the best. And it is so creamy and refreshing. What do they put in it? Like milk powder? Um, I don't know what they put in it because I never asked or looked into it. But um, while you're here, we should go get it sometime. Yeah. You can taste it. Yeah. It's really good. That sounds amazing. I love I love things that I I love like pastries and desserts that are like milk flavored. Mm-hmm. Cause it just tastes it's like, like celebrating simplicity. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's that's not that's that's I can enjoy that too. Um, but I think they do have chocolate flavors, so if that's what you want, by all means go fat. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you over there judging me. I'm not judging you. <laughs> I'm, I said go fetch, like you live your truth. Mm. If you want decadence, go for decadence. Mm, I could go for some, yeah, no. Oh my God, and then when it comes to candy bars, Snickers, it's like unstoppable. Um, let me think. I like, God, what was it called? It's it's also, it's another Cadbury one. It's not. Oh, I mean Cadbury. Huh? Me and so Cadbury. Like Cadbury Cad- chocolate is so good. I wish Cadbury was like not banned in the States. Oh, that's... I go to stores that import it. I mean, clearly, but... Yeah. For most people, you know, Cadbury... Unless it's like Easter time, you can't get Cadbury in USA because... Yeah. And even then, um, the Cadbury that they sell here, it's not the same. But I think it's mm-hmm. called like Golden Crisp or something like that. It's It's like a Cadbury milk chocolate bar. And yeah. you know, crunchy. It's a it's a it's a candy bar called Crunchy, and on the inside is that honeycomb oh. stuff. Well, Golden Crisp doesn't have that much in there. It only has bits of that honeycomb mm-hmm. inside it. I really like that. That's like probably my favorite candy bar. My favorite Cadbury candy bar is um. I've never seen it in America, but whenever I'm in UK, I always get it. What? It's called Wispa. Oh, yeah. You can get those around the corner from my studio. It's so really? Those are so good. Have you ever put so, them in the freezer? I hate chocolate in your freezer. Oh, really? <gasps> it ruins it. It ruins. I will never put chocolate in the freezer. And <laughs> the moment you put chocolate in the freezer. The freezer is so good, though. No, it is not very good. It, it is. No. <laughs> It takes a, it like kills like the soft melty goodness that chocolate has, and it changes like the chemical like, like foundation of it, and it's never the same once you freeze the chocolate. I'm sorry, like, and for the same reason why I'll never get like 
I don't mind if the chocolate is like melted and swirled into the ice cream. I'll never get an ice cream with like chocolate chunks in it. Oh, see, I love that. I, love I hate the frozen way that chocolate. Shatters. I love it. Oh, Eat it. See, like when you put wispas in the freezer, it like literally like shatters in your mouth, and then it. I would it never want that. That's not why I eat wispa. It's so satisfying. Okay, well, let me explain wispa to the listeners who's never had wispa before. <laughs> it is a plain chocolate bar, but it's. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm sorry. Your reaction was just so strong. I loved it. <laughs> it's so. Passionate. If you've never had wispa, um, it is a plain chocolate bar. But inside are these air bubbles. Um, so then when you bite into it, it just melts in your tongue like very quickly. And it's super light and airy. Oh, we're not talking about the same chocolate bar. Oh, clearly not, I guess. So I, so the ones with the bubbles inside are arrows. No, no, no. It's Wispa. I know what I'm talking about. I'm looking this up online. Because... The ones that I like to put in the freezer are also called like Wisp or Wispa. Um, but it's really just like the it's like one like it's like almost the shape of a Twix. And it's like these super thin ribbons of chocolate um, that have almost like hardened before they could like melt into one thing. So that's like. No, you're thinking of Toro. What? That's Toro. I don't think so. Hold on. No, Wispa. I know what I'm talking about. I know my Wispa bars. W-I-S-P-A. Wispa chocolate. Every time I go to UK, I always bring like eight bars back. Oh, that's wild. These, they are air, they look just like arrows. Okay, so what was I thinking of? You're thinking of twirl. Twirl? Yeah. Cadbury twirls. No, I'm thinking of Cadbury flake. Like, okay. And one time, um, Naomi Smalls loved, um, she knows I, how much I love Wispa bars. So when she was in UK, she brought back a bunch of like Wispa bars for me. But she didn't know. And put all the bars in the freezer so they wouldn't melt. <laughs> and when she gave them to me, I tasted it and I could tell that it's been frozen like right away. <laughs> and I was like, oh. But I'm glad I have a friend who cares enough to bring me back these bars. Uh, she didn't know. She couldn't have known. She would. She doesn't eat, look at her body. She doesn't eat whisper bars. She eats gummy. She would worms. have never known not to freeze these whisper bars. Rest in peace. She likes gum. Doesn't know me like gummy worms or gummy bears. I don't know. Her teeth is like very always like changing. I don't even know what she likes nowadays. Oh. <laughs> when I first met Naomi, like her breakfast would consist of Milky Way midnight bars, bread, and cheese. Really? But now, like, you know, obviously her taste has gotten like way elevated. So you know, she likes salmon and vegetables. And... Good for her. She made it. She really didn't make it. I'm actually looking at a picture of you two right now. We're beautiful, I know. <laughs> so pretty. So pretty. Anyways, that is our time, though. Follow us on our Instagram. Um, one for the table. If you like what you heard, subscribe. But chances are, if you're already listening to our 20th episode, you're more likely to be subscribed right, already. It's our 20th episode. We have done this 20 times. 
we have um and still no sponsorship not a single damn one and um i don't i didn't want to throw this out there but um john flew middle seat to la um so clearly things aren't going too well so um if there's any sponsors out there please um let us know wow wow that was that was um you flew middle seat i obviously that was not my choice uh, clearly I couldn't help it. I didn't book No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I didn't book the Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of your financial oh situation. Don't be ashamed. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We all go through hard times. We all go through hard times. It's okay. 